Hello and welcome back to another episode on this podcast. You're listening to your host, Malini, and this version is another Story of My Life project. It's a monologue that you're about to hear by Sherry Brer. And if you haven't listened to any of the previous stories, they are really fantastic. There's a range of monologues and it's brought to you in conjunction with the Arts Council and a UK-based mental health charity. All sorts of inspiring lived stories by people from all walks of life. So do um, have a little browse and see if anything jumps out at you. Sherry's story is about the aftermath of experiencing uh, intrusion. The focus is usually on the tangible effects of the crime when something like this happens. The devastating loss of personal possessions, dealing with filing the police report and picking up the pieces of a damaged home. However, the psychological effects that come along with such an experience are often the most severe. It's common for victims of a burglary to experience all sorts of symptoms that can eventually lead to um, symptoms of depression and anxiety. Sherry tells of her story in the most real and down-to-earth way possible. She's really brave and as with all the stories on this podcast, she is working to turn around her situation and has already come really far with her steps. Um, Thank you for tuning in on Positive Mind today and I really hope you find this monologue interesting. There have been many periods in my life. One of the lowest points was when I was suffering badly with depression. Now let me begin by telling you how it all started. I was settled in my new home with my daughter who was about 10 months old. We've been here since she was a couple of months old. It was beautiful and a new build. I fell in love with it straight away. Daily life was okay. I was just getting over a relationship that I had to end as I was putting in all my all and getting nothing back whatsoever. So I refused to be in this kind of situation when I had my daughter and my mental health to think of. One day, I made him leave and I meant it. I went through the usual emotions that anybody does after ending a relationship, but I had a good few people around me that helped me through it daily and I became better and stronger. One night in late August, I was having my friend's daughter to stay over to help my friend out. She was then eight at the time. I had seen my friend out and the baby and my friend's daughter was in bed asleep. So after doing my usual routine of watching TV and eating, I checked all the windows in the front door and went to bed. I slept at the bottom as my friend's daughter was at the top and I was trying not to disturb her. I went to sleep pretty quickly and all was okay. All of a sudden, a few hours later, I heard the rattling of my Venetian blind but I was half asleep and probably thought I was dreaming until something made me realise, hold on, no, that is the blind rattling. So I jumped up thinking it was the wind, ran into the living room and to my horror, there was a youngish male with a green jacket on straddling over the windowsill and was attempting to come into my home. I don't know what came over me, but I let out the three loudest screams and ran towards him. He then made his way out and ran up the street, literally screaming the exact way that I did, as I obviously scared him. My friend's daughter came running in. I switched on the light and realised one of my two pretty glass vases had been knocked off and broken. So I told her to go back in the bedroom and I grabbed my phone. I checked the baby, she was okay and I instantly rang 999. I was so frightened, I told them what had happened and whilst on the phone I looked down and realised my foot was cut open with a nasty big gash. Then realised the blood was everywhere. I must have run onto the glass from the broken vase. Once I rang the police, 
I was just still in utter shock and was scared. I rang my friend to let her know what had happened and the next door neighbour from upstairs knocked on because they heard the screams. I told them what had happened and they waited with me whilst the police came, who didn't take long at all. Once they arrived, they took some details and said I needed to go to the hospital for my foot. I just started panicking and saying, what about my daughter? I was in bits thinking all sorts. My neighbours said they would have her for me, which I was very grateful for, but they didn't have any children and I didn't let my baby stay out unless I, it was one of about three people. I had no choice though. I had to pack her a bag and leave my baby. Once I got into the hospital, I was still in shock and couldn't believe what had happened. I had all sorts of thoughts racing through my head. Who was it? Why my home? Did they know me? I was mainly thinking that I could not go back there and thinking who could we live with and storage costs would kill me as I had furniture that couldn't just be left. Once I returned home, it didn't feel like my beautiful cosy home anymore. They came to brush for fingerprints etc but of course nobody came to justice. Once I got back after sitting at my neighbours for the day I knew I had to go back across the road to home and clean up. My carpet had blood literally dotted everywhere. Luckily enough, my dad said salt and water will work and I was astonished that it really did. The first night I put my daughter to bed as usual as she was in a really good routine and such a good baby. I went to watch TV and then went to bed. Every time I closed my eyes I would have nightmares set in my flat of somebody breaking in and it seemed so real. I could not sleep. I begged my friend if they could stay with me the following night as I was too scared to sleep. And they did but I couldn't be relying on someone every night. In the end, I started sleeping on the sofa every night and mainly waiting to go sleep until it was light outside. Every time I heard any noise, I was jumpy and always texting my neighbour to check out of her window to check that nobody was in the garden or at the side of the building. Things continued like this for months and it was round about. A month or two later, when I started getting bad stomach pains at the top of to the point of tears, this went on for a few days until one night it got so bad I caught a taxi to A&E to be sent back with painkillers after a blood test. As the days went on, I developed chronic back backache to the point of tears. My body was constantly aching. I could barely manage basic mother duties. I was constantly on painkillers, which led to antidepressants, and I spent most of my days trying to sleep it off and just constantly crying from a mix of depression, pain, and frustration. I was catching a taxi to the doctors every other day, and I just got sent back with painkillers. I thought it may have been fibromyalgia, but at one point... At one point, but the doctor wasn't diagnosing, so it was constant battle. I remember breaking down thinking, is this me? Is this me now, forever? Or was I going to die because nothing was being done? Was I going to be one of those people that died and people would be saying, well, she went to the doctors? The most scariest part was the thought of me leaving my daughter behind and her needing and wanting me. That was the most scariest, pain-wrenching feeling ever. As time went on, my appetite went completely down and my daily cooking was out of the window. I would get oven stuff or microwave stuff in so my daughter would be fed. Eventually I realised I had rapidly lost weight and I stood on the scales and I weighed seven and a half stones. That was a loss of five and a half stones. This just made me more depressed because now I was looking disgusting as well as feeling it. This went on through Christmas and in May 2017 my uncle passed away and it was very sudden and unexpected. I made my way to Peterborough for the funeral where I lived and stayed there for a couple of weeks where I relaxed and celebrated my uncle and remembered him. 
My uncle's wife helped me with sienna and when it was time to go home gave me a whole heap of strong painkillers to come home with which helped me more than I more than any I ever had and I would literally take anything I could get my hands on just to take the edge off the pain and normally a bottle of wine would help knock me out at night. As the time went on I was getting better slowly and getting out more. The summer was coming I tried to make effort to do little things even if just go to the local shop. Once I was more active I started eating more and stretching my stomach back out and slowly but surely I gained my weight back and I appreciated life so much more as at one point I really thought I was dying as dramatic as it may sound so I started bidding on properties to get out of there as much as I love my little flat my daughter needed her, her own bedroom and I never felt safe there again in the end I moved which was difficult at first because of the change but I got settled in found myself a good job and discovered crystal healing I got into meditation and found my spiritual side I focused on building life with my daughter and things haven't been perfect but I had a new lease of life once I was better and I've never took anything for granted again. After leaving my job when lockdown started I've decided to go down the path of helping people and dedicating my time to show people that they can get through any situation regardless of how bad it seemed at the time. It's just about ploughing through and finding the strength from somewhere even if it seems impossible at the time. I was very lucky to have a couple of people that stood by me and helped me, especially when it came to Sienna. The dark days are certainly over for me and I'm going to continue to thrive and build a life for me and my daughter whilst helping people who haven't had the best start in life go through struggles when things build up. I love and appreciate all the little things so much more now.